0: This podcast is sponsored by Cetera, makers of Checkmate and Puffer. Trust America's most popular brand of mating disruption as part of your IPM program. Welcome to My Ag Life, where we cover your world in agriculture. This podcast is powered by the top publications in the industry, West Coast Nut, Progressive Crop Consultant, and Organic Farmer Magazine. Here is your host, Taylor Chalström. Hi, welcome to My Ag Life. Today, we're talking with Jalendra Rijal, UCCE Area Integrated Pest Management Advisor in San Joaquin, Stanislaus and Merced Counties about planning for spring pest management in walnuts. Growers and managers need to be prepared for a plan for monitoring and suppressing populations before they cause economic damage to the crop. Welcome Jalendra.
1: Thank you, glad to be here.
0: Great to have you here. My first question for you here is, what are the primary spring insect pests growers should be concerned about in conventional walnuts in the central part of the San Joaquin Valley?
1: Um, well, thank, thank you for that question. Um, in, in general, uh, for walnut orchard, or any, any orchard in that matter, um, all the major arthropod pests they begin their activity when the spring begins. So when the temperature warms up, the majority of these arthropod pests, their activity begins at that point. So specifically, if we talk about uh, walnuts, then of course, we're talking about major pests. For example, carding moth, navel orangeworm, uh, early part of the season, also the aphid. Uh, There are two different species of the aphid that can be present on the leaf. and then a little later, um, early summer. Uh, at that time, then then we'll also talk about the uh, spider mites, um, uh, walnut husk fly, Pacific flat-headed boar, and those other some of the major pests that uh, that will appear there. So pretty much, um, you know, major insect and arthropod pests and mites are um, begin their activity in the spring.
0: Okay, great. Thank you for that. My next question for you here is What does a spring management plan for walnuts look like? And once your growers start creating and implementing a management plan,
1: yeah, I think you, you mentioned the right term right there the management. So that's, that's what I want to emphasize also. Um, I think that uh, in an in insect pest management world, uh, when we're talking with the growers, we're talking with the PCA pest control advisors the main mantra of the pest management is by following the integrated pest management approach, IPM approach. And so simply it's the the pest management approach where we'll utilize the information that are related to the pest biology, pest ecology, its seasonal occurrence, population threshold values, and use all of those information to make a pest management decision. So to make uh, whether we need to treat or not, if we need to treat and for any specific pest or pest complex, then, then we'll think about what are the management tools we have available. And so, so basically integrating the management as well as its biology and ecology of the pest together is a part of the integrated pest management, and of course, majority of the crop in California commercial production system will follow those IPM principles, knowingly or unknowingly, uh, in many cases. The other aspect about management, um, the IPM-based management, is that IPM suggested to include non-insecticidal methods, for example, cultural control biological control as much as possible when feasible. And then of course the pesticide is the part of the uh, part of the program, but it will be also need to be integrated along with other options out there. Um, one example I want to give you is that if we think think about navel one germ control. Uh, we're not just specifically talking about navel one and you know its, it's mortality. We're talking about how other factors, for example, navel orange zone in walnuts specifically, if you think about early part of the season, they will not be able to do the damage on the fruit by themselves because they will not be able to penetrate into the, into the hull, into the, into the fruit at that time. But if there are cardling moth pressure and the cardling moth infested fruit out there, blighted knots out there or the sunburned nuts out there, then naval ones basically utilize that avenue to go in and those damage. So in that case, we need to kind of look at it as a holistic approach, not just the one specific insect. And so in that case, I think that's the right term that we want to use is management, overall management of the pest out there, pest complex is the, is the best strategy to go uh, in that regard. Um, so that's a little bit about how we use the IPM as a, as a tactics, as a sort of approach to manage the pest in the walnuts and other, other um, uh, crops as well. Um, and you mentioned that as far as planning um, of this pest management goal, you know, the pest, the planning, it's basically it's, it's year round. Um, if we start think about just after the harvest, we need to think about, well, what, what was my damage the last year look like? What are those numbers? And you know, this different block I have is higher pressure in able or Carling moth damage, it looks you know, higher in that area. What I should do for next year? So that harvest sample right there, that information gives an idea for what we should do next year. And when you go into the, into the winter, then we need to think about, you know, dormant um, insect pest management, uh, kind of monitoring of the dormant um, season pest, um, for example, scale insect and things like that nature. Of course, if you go further in the, into the winter, uh, then we need to think about how we can manage navel on by doing the winter sanitation, removing all these mummy nuts from the, from, the, from the trees as well as from the ground, and uh, get rid of those nuts that are already infested with the navel and larvae uh, in, in, in those nuts. So that would be the part of that. And if we move to the spring season, we begin to think about how we can monitor effectively these all different insects using the traps, using the other sampling tools and tactics that we have, and kind of, season begins that way and we'll keep continuing doing that until we start taking, again, harvest time, taking the sample, harvest sample, and again another year begins. So it's pretty much like a very interesting thing is that, you know, it never ends, right? But I think after after the harvest, you start beginning the planning for next year and it's keep going uh, that way.
0: Great. Thanks for that answer, Jalanja. Great insight there. Um, speaking of those navel orange worms, uh, my next question for you here is, which pests in a grower's management plan should involve pheromone traps and mating disruption? And when should traps be placed? And do you have other tips for improving monitoring and mating disruption for codling moth and navel orange worm?
1: Of course, yes, that's a very, very important uh, question because uh, two major pests that if we talk about in, in walnuts, are navel orangeworm and carling moth. And of course, uh, we do have mating disruption tool available for those uh, both of those pests. And it is one of the important consideration actually to include mating disruption into the pest management program in walnuts. Of course, mating disruption is also, uh, it's non insecticidal control method, and it will help to manage the, these both moth and navel onesome in addition to what tools we already have out there. For example, cultural practices, winter sanitation, um, early harvest if there is potential, and then also the insecticide and combined mating disruption. And add, add, on top of that, will really give a long-term solution uh, of uh, managing these, these uh, major pests in, in walnuts. Um, and so, yeah, there is, in terms of using uh, mating disruption, I'm, it, I, I, I always take mating disruption as a sort of like a little different approach. Mating disruption is not um, the kind of the traditional insecticide type of approach, right? So when you use the mating disruption, our strategies should be long-term. So you may or may not get the benefit of mating disruption just in one year in every orchard. You may not do, um, depending upon the size of your orchard, pressure, you know, economics involved in it. Uh, so you may not get that in that first year, but the URI strategy is basically combining the mating disruption as a multi-year approach and try to keep these pr- the, the insect pressure in the orchard below a certain level so, so that you'll have these consistently uh, sort of cleaner um, orchard going into the into into several years and hopefully you won't have any kind of big surprise or the issues in the future. So mating disruption is obviously one of the tool of our in our toolbox, but it, uh, it works well if we integrate that together and also kind of think about long-term pest management strategy, part of that. Um, um, so, on, and of course, with the using mating disruption for carling moth as well as navel orangeworm, of course, we still wanted to include our monitoring tools like traps of different types. For example, we use for navel orangeworm, we have pheromone traps. Uh, the pheromone trap would not work under mating disrupted block because the mating disruption also has the pheromone, and then the male moth is basically disoriented, disrupted their behavior because of the pheromone. So that's why they would not be able to find female, and the trap is used uh, as a female pheromone in, in it. So, because of that, so they would not be able to find uh, the female. So that means they would not be able to find traps too. But it's still, it's important to include in there so that if we if we don't get that, that traps are down, that means there is something wrong somewhere on the mating disruption. So that's a one thing. Um, the other thing, other different tools that are available now is also uh, some of the uh, monitoring uh, tools for naval zoom Then we can use under mating disruption, for example, female-based traps. Um, also, the PPO, that's a newer allure available, phenyl propaniate. It's recently commercialized by at least the two companies, to my knowledge. Uh, we can use that in mating disruptive block and still cast the moth on those. Um, and so still, if you have the mating disruption, you still have to have you know, pheromone trap as well as other kind of traps and tools so that you can still able to track the uh, moth flight. You may not be able to do that with a pheromone trap, but the, with the other traps, you will be able to do that. And kind of similar story with the carly moth as well. Uh, carly moth also uh, have this standard cardalmon based pheromone trap that we routinely use in almond orchard, uh, walnut orchard. Um, but that trap would not work on the mating disruption. And um, but the good thing is that we do have other traps that we can use. For example, the caramel based trap uh, we We call the CMDA uh, trap. Uh, Those are the ones that we can use in the water, in even under the mating disruption. They catch both males and females. Those traps uh, and their numbers will help to make decision about, you know where the flight is going, what I need to do next um, in terms of that. And, uh, and of course, there are a lot of uh, valuable resources out there, for example, you see IPM guideline, if a grower and pest control advisor follow that, UC IPM guidelines about this pest. There is specific details about how you can use these different monitoring tools, uh, when you can use it, what part of the orchard you need to hang them and uh, timing, all that kind of detail is available there too so so that uh, the pest control advisors actually have the better information about these tools and uh, can it use effectively in the orchard system
0: great great detail there jilanja thanks for that answer we'll be right back after a word from our sponsors citera is proud to introduce the most durable puffer yet the patented new design is faster to deploy and delivers the highest quality pest control pheromone all season long. Trusted on more acres than any other mating disruption aerosol in the world, Sutera's dependable puffer is improving every season, just like the growers we serve. Choose Sutera, the number one choice of PCAs. Hi, we're back. We're talking with Jalenja Rijal, UCCE Area Integrated Pest Management Advisor in San Joaquin, Stanislaus, and Merced Counties about planning for spring pest management in walnuts. Jalenja, my next question for you here is, what other pests should walnut growers be on the lookout for in early spring, and what sort of sampling program should be implemented for those pests?
1: So for, for the major pests that, uh, that we just, just talked about, navel orangeworm and carling moth, we covered that part, but it's not only that, but there are also the other pests out there. For example, aphid, um, walnut aphid, and uh, there is also another aphid species called the dusky vein aphid. Um, so these are also the, the important pests out there. Majority of the cases in majority of the orchard these aphid are under control with the just sort of natural biological control. Uh, the one thing that we need to really be careful about that early part of the season is not to disrupt those parasitic uh, wasp activity, so that aphid population would not blow up. If we, you know, if we kill the parasitic wasp at that time, and so selection of the insecticide at that time that will favor uh, aphid paras, parasite, parasitoid, it's, it's really important, very important consideration at that time. If we don't disrupt that, the aphid population in general, they will keep under control. So we don't need to any sprayer and things like that. But also we can uh, evaluate or monitor their population out there um, using the leaflet samples. So in, in, in UCIPM again, outline that very clearly, but the main idea is that taking about five uh, this first uh, subterminal leaflet of the um, of the walnut leaf, and at least from the minimum from the ten trees, if we take that and all that together, becomes a fifty leaflet. So five leaflet um, from the ten from one tree, and then total ten trees. So that fifty leaflet, and basically looking those leaf. Uh, under microscope or using the just a hand lens and 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 see whether there is presence of the aphid, um, you know, both dusky vein as well as the walnut aphid will be able to see it under that. And so that provides a good idea about you know, the pressure of these pests out there also. Um, another pest that we need to think about at that time is the spider mites. The spider mites is kind of common pest across the many different crops, uh, of course in all, all, all nut crops. And uh, there's kind of more or less similar similar way uh, of monitoring goes for that spider mites also. Take about fifty leaflet from ten different trees and um, representative sample, and look for the mites, their predator, uh, specifically six spotted thrips and other predators out there on those leaves. And based on that, we know whether you know there is active. Presence of the predators, it's keeping the population low certain level, or is it something disrupted there? Um, and so these are the kind of two additional pests, uh, pests that uh, the uh, that we are also kind of looking and doing the monitoring in the springtime, in addition to naval orange and uh, cardio moth.
0: Okay, great. My last question for you here, Jalandra, is what other advice would you give growers going into the new season for planning and carrying out their spring management program? Um,
1: Some of the things that I alluded uh, earlier too, I think in terms of right now in in walnut and in in many other uh, nut crop system, we are using uh, the very limited number of the insecticide active ingredient. So that means that we have those less number of active ingredients available that means we might need to use repeatedly in some cases. And so because of that, there is always a chance that we'll get you know the resistant issue because of the multiple use of these insecticide. And plus, if you think about um, you know where we're going into the future, production sustainable production management point of view, not availability, non-availability of the some of the broad spectrum insecticide, which can be used in multiple uh, pests. Um, because of this scenario that we're seeing in terms of pest control, I think we really need to think about how we can integrate other options out there. For example, cultural control. I mean, one of the things that the, for the naval ondo management, it's really the winter sanitation, right? So removing all those mummies in the winter time, and then uh, and then that will provide the basis for naval ondo management. And so um, those kind of things, and also the, the think about the biological control, as I mentioned, in aphid as well as the spider mites. There are biological control they're doing their job out there. So we just need to think about what. Insecticide that I need to select, what control measures I need to implement, need to think about that and go as a sort of holistic approach and then kind of go a long-term plan. And on top of that, you know, using the mating disruption that that helps that uh, management uh, very effectively if we integrate that into the into the system. Um, and so these are the kind of the thing that uh, in a long-term. Uh, pest management point of view, these are important aspects. One thing that I want to mention about uh, winter synthesis, and sometimes I hear uh, or we hear uh, the comments or the, you know, the kind of discussion that, well, walnut really don't have that many, many mummy nuts compared to the almonds and pistachio. And so really there is no need for doing the winter sanitation, um, that type of thing, which is partially true. Uh, it's not, the walnut water would not have that many mummy nuts in the tree compared to the walnut, uh, compared to the um, pistachio and almonds. But at the same time, navel orange and population is kind of grow every year, slowly, slowly, until certain point then it, it explored. And if we do every year sanitation and maintaining that orchard, uh, we and try to keep that population lower every year. Do whatever we can in terms of other integrating these cultural as well as these non-chemical uh, tactics together. That will keep that naval orange and population below all the time, and then there, we will have very low risk that exploding. Populism explode in in the future, so I think it's a long term vision having uh, about the holistic approach of the integrating the multiple tactics to manage multiple pest would be I think uh, that that should uh, that should be my kind of thinking that will going forward in the in the future and I think. And I, I'm sure that you know, all the pest control advisors, consultant, growers uh, are completely agree with that point. And there is sometimes the economics part involved, sometimes other factors involved, but in the long run, um, I'm, I'm hoping that we'll, we'll going uh, to that direction that integrating different tactics and tools um, uh, so that we'll have this uh, long-term management of these best in volatile
0: Great, Jalindra, thank you for coming on today, talking about important insights for spring insect management and walnuts and the importance of it for success in the orchard. We appreciate having you on today.
1: Thank you so much. I really enjoyed the conversation and um, I'm very happy that I'll have, uh, you know, opportunity, this opportunity to um, tell the things that I know and I I learn and um, I experience to the grower and and pest control advisors uh, community out there. So thank you for the opportunity.
0: You're welcome. Thank you for coming on. Appreciate it. This is Taylor with My Ag Life signing off.
1: Thanks for listening. Subscribe for updates on new episodes, exclusive content, and more at myaglife.com.